got something. Not gonna like it. You wanna crash a plane? But not from the air. No, it's so dramatic. I would have run a jet off the taxiway, breach the real war, and start a fire. Well, how big a plane? Oh, that part is a little dramatic. This is me here. Yeah, we're back again. Where were you? I was out, man. I was traveling. Yes, uh, I was away, doing something. No, it was a nice trip, though. It was 10 days, but it was a nice trip. Kind of delayed the pod, but yeah. sometimes you gotta pay the taxes. Yeah, you gotta pay the taxes. You gotta fucking manage to collect the money. I love the. This, there's a scene in uh, Thank You for Smoking when they say, You gotta pay the mortgage. Uh, thank you for smoking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta pay the mortgage. Yeah, we're paying that mortgage. We're gonna start paying it very soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, well then, uh, I guess we're going to have to start with some stuff from the previous episodes. Yeah, we're back. So, in like in episode two, when we falsely claim that it's Adam Brody, it's actually Adrian Brody. Remember that scene where we're talking about the pianist? Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. It's, we're not, there's nothing we can do for you. If, if I can, if I can remember your name fully, then, then you don't deserve you know, me remembering. Uh, you don't remember the name. No, if I'm going to mix mix up your name with somebody else's name, no matter how close they are, you probably didn't do enough for me to, you know, remember you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I love Adrian Brody in most of his movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. It's dope. yeah. Uh, by the way, I wasn't fucking snorting cocaine in episode three. This was me just doing something else. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You got to pay for that. Kind of privilege. That's all I wanted to cover. Today we're doing tenant, tenant, baby. Yeah, tenant. It's good. It's a weird. It's a uh, not weird. It's a, it's an interesting choice to start a Nolan movie. You know, to to talk about a Nolan movie to start with tenant. Yeah, it's the latest one. It's kind of the most controversial one. Yeah. By the way, we're not. It's not like we're going through movies and then just doing like the latest from latest to the oldest. It's just we planned on doing that first with like movies that were released, you know, in you know, 2022, 2021, so on and so forth. But then we just like we were like, we don't care. We'll just do ones that we like. This one just popped up in my head the other day. I was just sitting around and it popped up in my head. Like three to four weeks ago, just popped in. I was like, hey, tenant. That's yeah. Like when if, if it's if it's a movie that would start up a conversation, we we tend to talk about it off podcast, and then we just you know hit the record button and you know carry it out there. But uh, if it tends to bring out a co- good conversation, we start to talk about good stuff. And usually, we just talk about it. That's that's our strategy for picking. Yeah, our it's, it's also one of the most expensive movies to make <clears throat> versus. The amount of money it made. Yeah, yeah. This kind of like flop, like the first flop in 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 uh, Nolan's career, financially wise, of course. Well, I strictly finances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't say like you have to put it on, in context. Like the movie wasn't released in like a normal condition. It was released, you know, the, what it was. Right after COVID, or during it was during lockdown. Yeah, so it wasn't like in, you know, it wasn't like uh, people were excited about it. It's just that it didn't have the same financial. It's uh, weird you could say that people were excited about it because I have a different theory about that. It's something that's related to what people are said. generally 
whether the movie is, well, I'm not going to say that, whatever the opinion you think of the movie, about the movie, but people generally are, I guess, are always going to be excited for a new movie. Yeah, yeah, regardless of whether you're, uh, you know, one of the cult followers or not. Yeah, yeah, whether you're, yeah, you're going to see a Christopher Nolan movie, you're going to have to watch, you, 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 you would want to watch it. Yeah, it's the same thing with Juntino, Scorsese, or any of the other, the name you pop in, or whatever the other ones, you know, the great directors. So some directors are just going to go watch the movies, whether you think they're good, bad, that depends on you, but still. Yeah, you know, because when you say, like, uh, when it was released, the amount of shit that this movie got, I think it's because of the time of release and its nature. Because when you see, like, Top Gun Memory, it was supposed to be released, like, two years ago. And they didn't. Yeah, they had to do a lot. And they waited. Issues. Would it have been received the same way if it was released two years ago? I don't think anything that was released during lockdown was welcomed or, like, you know, embraced in the same way that these movies or movies before. But the nature of the movie here is, like, important, I would say. Yeah, sure. Then it demands more from the audience. The type of thing that it demands from the audience versus what Top, what Top Gun demands. Top Gun demands certain sentimentality, certain emotions, both certain things. But Tenet, it didn't do any of that. It's going after your brain. Yeah, you might compare Top Gun Arrow with Tenet. Comparing the heat. Well, sure, but here's the thing. I think for a movie, for no movie, or any of those kinds of movies, uh, that it for it to have some sort of success, not in terms of numbers, but at least in terms of, you know, success with the people themselves. I believe that it's when people talk about those kinds of movies, you know, when you, you know, I remember when I would go and watch those kinds of movies or, you know, watch The Dark Knight when it's coming out or stuff like that. I would enjoy the conversation I would have with my, my yeah. friends. And I believe that that kind of like talk about the movie after you see it, whether it's the first time, second time, is usually the normal movies you've watched it multiple times. I guess that conversation kind of makes the movie, I don't know, resonates with the people, I guess, more. And that way it finds success that way. It depends on the conversation, I would say. Well, yeah, but at least you talked about it and people get to, to exchange, you know, their ideas about what they thought about the movie. Well, with Tenet, what didn't really work the same. You didn't just go to the movie theater, watch it, and come out and go, you know, have a drink with your buddies and talk about it. It was just, you know, you had to watch it. I watched it at home. Yeah. So, it, you know, you're alone in a room by yourself with a laptop or a TV. It didn't feel, you know, it wasn't special, I guess. I guess that's the, yeah, that's, that's the thing that you the whole success thing. This is, no, I was going to say something else. I, I thought you were going in a different direction. What you you said, the, you know, the experience. Because this one, I think, one of the reasons it will be, uh, I would say, a flop, because it demands more from the people and most of the conversation after watching it, even like, because you couldn't really talk to people about it face-to-face, but you would, you know, do it online. People had strong opinions about this, and it mostly was ne- were negative. Things. You know, the sound mixing, the plot, the story, the action was great, but other than that, everyone had complaints. I really couldn't hear most of the talk, most of the dialogue. Uh, it's a creative talk, trust with the director. No, 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 I couldn't hear most of the dialogue. This is the first time he did this. No, 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 I couldn't hear most of the dialogue. So people had to fixate on certain negative things that they experienced and didn't move beyond that. Would you say, even the plot, the, the temporal pincer maneuver saying, uh, it's too complicated. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I did something that I don't usually do. I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 
I checked like the critics, what they had to say. Dude, he doesn't even do time travel right. That's one of the critic what the one of the critics said. I'm like, what constitutes the right way to do time travel? Like or are you talking about the science here or general movie explanation of it or what? No. The other one said something like, it's a clunky script. I'm like, dude, really? I don't know whether I don't remember what said do it or what's the show done. Yeah, like what? Yeah, full choice of words. Yeah, it's no one can read his scripts. Even the people who work with him can't even fucking read his scripts. He has to fucking explain them. Their scripts. His brother helped him with this one, or is he just by himself? I think it was just him and someone else. And uh, Kip Thorne, the, the, the scientist from the Interstellar. So his brother made not his brother in this one. His brother was too busy with Westworld. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the moment he started Westworld, I think he stopped working with his brother. Well, he had his answers there. Yeah. Oh, you think his movies are complicated? Have you seen Westworld? Have you fucking watched Dark? Yeah. You know, the German, you know, he doesn't even do time travel right. Have you seen Dark? It's, it's fucking confusing. Time travel. Yeah. Intentionally inaccessible and challenging than anything else. Confusing, distancing, chilly. Because these are the kind of things that I've read. I'm like, fails to reach its lofty ambitions. I'm like, what? <laughs> Suffers from one of the worst sound mixes in a modern film at this level. I'm like, what? I can't, I, every time I read something, I was like, what? Because I focused on the negative things. I didn't, you know, I didn't focus on the positive things. I don't care about those. That's something, that's something that the internet loves to fucking do as well. No, I just wanted to see what, you know, people who didn't like it, what they had to do say. You, do you think that the, the fact that it was discussed on the internet more than it was discussed, say, you know, between people, you know, face to face or, you know, like, you know, like film festivals or whatever, that it created sort of like a hate bubble? Because the internet tends to do that. I guess people being locked in in their homes for so long would have caused all of them to generally buy anything yeah. that was not accessible. Yeah. So I, that's my point. Like it was. Yeah, it's, it's my point. A huge drive behind that yeah. whole backlash. Because when we say backlash, because when we say, when, I, when we say like during lockdown, it was released in theaters because they were opening up. Yeah. They didn't get like the wider normal release. So called somehow it was a limited release, and people were locked in in their homes for way too fucking long for the first time in their lives for so fucking long. And they had to go to a theater with so many restrictions in place to actually go to the theater. And there's this movie that demands their undivided attention. Yeah. It's asking too much. Yeah. That's, that's my point about this movie and the nonsense it's done. Because when I hear, when I read criticisms, I keep, I keep thinking like, when I say what? Because this is not the first time. It was a whole like procedure to get into the movie theaters and that some of them had to, to apply and shit. Like you'd be fucking pissed off before you sit on your seat. Yeah. And the moment you sit on your seat, you're already, you're already fucking, you're already not tripping. You already want to punch somebody in the face. Yeah, but like, angry bitch. Yeah, I'm just one thing to push you to yeah. blow up. So you wouldn't sit down and enjoy the movie because you're like, what the fuck are you doing? I have to go through all this shit. And then have to sit and like watch for a three-hour movie. Exactly, I'm not watching fucking fairy tales. I'm yeah. watching like mean, this Michael movie. That's kind of I think if Top Gun was released two years ago, I yes. would fly. I think one of the smartest things they did is that they had to delay it. No, I was gonna say, yeah, of course, any movie that released at the time, yeah, wouldn't make the movie the amount of money they could 
would have made uh, if it was released in a different time, yeah. especially two years later. But at the time, it wouldn't have gotten any form of hate, you know, any form of criticism. Because this one got criticized, criticized as well for some things, but it wasn't as strong as the, the shit that Tinker got. Yeah, like it's surprising. It's not like Top Gun doesn't have shit to criticize him, but in comparison to the shit that Tenet have to go through, it's just fucking ridiculous. And I guess the only explanation is, is the fact that it was released on code. Yeah. You know? That's what I think. Yeah. That's the that's the only thing that I can found that's sound enough. Because you can't really talk about anything that's in the movie itself, like with you know, technical story or movies, right? But I guess it was just the time. I guess that's the major factor that, that played into the, the whole thing. Just yeah. the shitty timing, I guess. He deliberately does the same the same thing with his dialogue in all of his movies. So for people was to it, was it released just in the movie theater? I can't fucking remember. Was it released just in movie theaters when it first came out? Yeah. Well, I guess that would make people pissed off as well. Because some people, whether it's in the US or across the world didn't have access to movie theaters. If you're referring to the way they released movies in 2021, uh, that was done, uh, in, that was done in 2021 where they did like the world release, release in theaters yeah, and, and on HBO Max. Whether it's, you know, yeah, the streaming services. Warner Brothers is the one that yeah, yeah. the others, uh, Disney, they did before, I think. I guess this, that could be a reason as well. Like, people got used to that whole turn on the TV, Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime, whatever, and just watch whatever movies there or the ones that get released in there. You know, I think they got used to it in those first months of lockdown. And then when Tenet came out, it just became like, Really, I can't. I want to watch this, but I can't go because the movie theaters are still closed. They weren't open in some parts of the world. I guess that's also a reason behind people not fully experiencing the movie the way they, you know, should have been experienced. I would say yes. Yeah. That's also like a, you know, yeah. it feels like that's all because if I was in their shoes and you know, movie Dude, theaters, all, here's the thing: I watched it at home when it was released. Yeah, me too. During when it was released. No, actually afterwards. No, no, no. I feel the same thing. Like it was like a fucking ball movie. It felt like weirded out a bit. The first it didn't feel it right. Me, yeah. It took me more than one watching session to actually appreciate it. When I watched it the first time, I didn't watch it until like four or five months later. Yeah, I don't remember exactly when I watched it the first time. That's how fucked up the thing. Which is odd, because when I, you know, I fucking love me because I'll watch three of them on the same day and I'll do the same thing afterwards and I'll be fine. But with Tenet, again, it's not about the movie itself. It's just the release time. I guess it wasn't, you know, we had other shit in our place, I guess. Yeah, we had a lot of shit in our place. God damn. Yeah, it's kind of depressing to fucking remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> not even able to go out. Yeah. I had to actually relearn how to go out. After being locked in for so long. Yeah. I remember telling you that. I'm like, dude, this is like an average. Remember when we were I'm relearning how to actually go out. Remember when we were talking about, like, we can't fucking wait for movie theaters to open up. Yeah, I'm fucking sick and tired of not being able to go and watch it. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. I remember like we were talking about it. It felt like we forgot at the moment at that time. <laughs> it's like it was yeah. never gonna happen. Uh, it felt so too damn long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it happened, man. Mm-hmm. Like 
Shit, I'm fine. I remember how excited we were to go watch the Batman. Yeah, that, that that's how long we had to wait to watch a film in a theater. Yeah, because since our, 2020, our guys up to 2022, two years, two years. Jesus. It's like it's like we committed a crime when we were fucking prisoned or some shit. Yeah, that's fine. The whole the, the movie theater like now here is is bad. Like it's shitty. Because yeah. I remember right. In America, shit opened like a year before us. Dude, it opened months after before. Yeah, years before. In some states, they didn't really fucking close. They were like, fuck off. We ain't closed. Yeah, yeah. Florida and Texas, they were like, what? Get the fuck out of here. We're not closing this. They restricted the numbers, but they still operate. Uh, 50% audience, uh, God knows what. Yeah, that's not. That's, that's a half measure. <laughs> Star Spangled Banner and the Eagle and the, the whole shebang. Don't, don't get me started. I know, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get you started. I'm anything I want to move on. I'm saying something. Let's get to the goddamn movie. Yeah. We are talking about movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's number one. I guess that generally the hate that Tenet is receiving is not due to any lack of, you know, uh, artistic material, artistic like value, value in the movie in itself. Yeah. But it's really just the time and how the, you know, how it got translated. You know, hate shit. This is people at the time hate their own fucking mother. The plot, of, the plot of the movie is difficult to grasp. Yeah, well, it's, you, you never know. It's certain, certainly, you watch a movie, you think it's going somewhere, and this one does it very differently. It doesn't have like a clear point of start and end, even though it starts at some point and it ends at some point. So the plot is the plot is complicated. It's and you have to wrap your head around. The, the concepts in the movie, so you have to see it once, yeah. get the plot, watch it again, get the, uh, the, the events and everything, watch it for the third time. Yeah. And you're not gonna feel, oh, I like the character X, right? I like character Y. No, the characters are on point. The characterization in this one, they're on point. John uh, David Washington. John, John. It's one John. hell of a name. John David Washington. Yeah. So <laughs> this is John Washington. Straight up. Yeah. 1862. Yeah. John David Washington. Yeah. Three names. Crossing the Potomac. <laughs> yeah. He's. Uh, no, his character fell flat. No, his character is mysterious. He's James Bond, basically. Minus the. James Bond. James Bond. He doesn't do that. He doesn't give his name. James David Washington. No, he doesn't do that in this one. Who are you? He's the protagonist. Move on. Yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Especially when it makes sense in the story. You don't know much about the main character. Yeah. And you don't need to. You know what you need to know for the story to move forward and that's it. You don't have to like explain the whole, you know, background with details. It's, it's like you're reading a book. He's it's a fucking spy. Yeah. The fuck you need to know about a spy? If you know exactly. that story, exactly. he's a spy. Exactly. You don't need to know anything more than the people who are having to deal with him have to know. Just as the camera's on him, and you don't need to know shit. And the thing is, if I, you know, in the, in the story, even the people who have to deal with him, they don't know, know much about him. Other than the person that they're interacting with, other than the thing that they're interacting with, yeah, like Elizabeth Debicki's character, she doesn't know him, but somehow she trusts him to a certain extent. Well, yeah, and she doesn't know his backstory. She doesn't know anything about him. We understand why Neil 
deals with him because he knows him way more than the story is leading on from the start. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they kept that thing hidden until the end. Yeah, with the whole co-feeding. Uh, yeah, at the end, he told him at the end, basically, we met a long time ago. If it should, we're going to get to a friendship for me in the start. Uh, friendship for you or something. Yeah, that means it's, this is the end for me, but it's, but it's the start for you. Gonna be the, 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 basically, the current time version of me. So, basically, the uh, was not reversed, but somehow he knows. I don't fully understand how Neil was able to pull that off. <laughs> it doesn't work. I don't need that. And the thing is, honestly, you know, with a, with a, the idea that you can reverse entropy, you really have to to hit a pause on a lot of the what's plausible and what's not, and what's a plot hole and what's thing that it can't be explained. Mm. You know, in the world of the movie, yeah, uh, certain things are not going to be explained. That happen cannot be explained. How many things in real life happen that you cannot fucking explain why they happen? There's this, there's this thing about when we're talking about a story, there's this tradition of, no, it needs to be explained. But if art imitates life, life imitates art, one feeds off the other. So a lot of things that happen in daily life, you know, just average shit. You can't fucking explain it. You keep asking, the fuck does that happen? Or what the fuck did that happen? Why did it happen? You don't have an answer. Sometimes I treat like some, some issues in stories, in movies. I treat them the same way. I I glance over the idea of a plot hole, you know, something not explained as being something that cannot be explained. Yeah. That's, that's sometimes what I do. And I did the same thing with this one. With Tenet, I did the same, the same thing. Well, eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. After a long time. to surpass the Yeah. I, to me, when people really give too much thought behind like the whole science of a movie or behind like oh why is this happening this way it should happen this way or that way as if it's like some well-founded science in reality like you know in this case with time travel or any other like the body of science that yeah as, as if it's you're talking about physics you know it's something that's you know sit on sit in stone it's just a waste of time the way i view it because the way I look at it is this. If if it works in the movie, if it gets me from point A to point B and I can just go with the movie and the, the, the writer expl- well, not explains, but shows me what's going on and then that little time thing is just helping the movie move forward, that it does its job. It has to make sense inside the movie. That's it. It doesn't have to make sense in the real world because it doesn't exist in the movie. Well, the whole story doesn't exist in the movie. Well, yes. However... I don't want to say but because, however, mm, yeah, it's it making no. It's not even that. I'm actually agreeing. Uh, going on, going on with the the idea that making making sense in physics and so on. Uh, if you're watching science fiction movie, the keyword is fiction. It's not science. It's using science in fiction. It's using science to tell a story. The science, you know, they can bring a team of scientists to supervise that scientific aspects of the movie to be accurate. That close. As accurate as it's going to get, the the scientific method is the best thing that can get you close, but not an ultimate answer. Because that's that's the problem with scientific method as it exists in the real world. So in the movie, a story that has to take certain liberties, of course it's not going to be scientifically accurate. Because in this one, I mentioned Kip Thorne working on the script because it was not mentioned anywhere. And Nolan said in one of the, I think in an interview, he said he's not going to bring Kip Thorne's name into, into this one 
Because while they did that in Interstellar, mm-hmm. they got help from the, that dude in a lot of things to be scientifically accurate. Yeah. But they didn't go fucking shoot a black hole. They didn't do that. If you're talking about, you know, they did this thing. And the thing about Interstellar is the fact that they were scientifically accurate in so many areas. They actually, people wrote articles, scientific articles based on that. I don't know about the topics. I don't know what they actually wrote. I don't know how much of it uh, is related to real science. I don't know much about the papers, but I've just seen that, like, this fact where people wrote scientific papers as a byproduct of the movie being scientifically accurate. I'm thinking... Cool. Good. It's nice. Sweet. Whatever. Move on. But, but it's not. A, I'm not a scientist. I'm it's not, not a research of itself. It's a movie. There you go. Because apparently, when they fed like the, the math equations and made into computer software to simulate a black hole, that was the first time they got like some sort of visual representation of what this is a black hole, like how it would really look like. Because in movies, they showed it like it's a hole. And they made a line in the movie where it says, uh, no, it's what do you think is a hole would look like in 3D? It's, you know, when you see the graphics, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a hole, but in the real world, what do you think? It's a 3D. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hole. It's like a round, basically. It looks like a more of a planet than it does a hole. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now that's, all, that's all that you need to know. Not that planet. <laughs> God damn. With this one, it basically asks the question, what can happen if you reverse the entropy? Because time travel in this one, it's not really time travel. I'm not gonna, you, know, you don't have the machine, it's not the conventional type. It's not HG Wells on steroids. You're not gonna insert the number of the, the specific day, specific time, specific place, and the machine is gonna take you there. No, if you wanna go back a week back, if you're gonna go back to like last week, You'll have to relive the week backwards. You have to actually go through it. It's not like a zip zap. You're there. You're yeah. actually going yeah. back. So when I hear, yeah, when I hear, when I read someone says, he doesn't even do time travel right, I keep thinking to myself, do you honestly think it's Jewel did it right? Is that what you're trying to talk about? I think when I hear that, the only thing I can think about is what is right. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we already asked that. What do you mean, time tra- right way to do time travel? Yeah. I don't see that. There's an article, I didn't even bother reading it after I read the quote. I looked at it, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to bother with the article. You should show me the, the right way of starting a fire. Yeah. Okay, sure. Stupid. Uh, starting a fire is actually something that you can do, you can do on your own, however you want. But time travel, it doesn't matter. The, the, the point is you're lining up a fire in different ways. It's just trying to tell a story in different times. It's just different time. Different ways. It's just using the time as a you know as a tool. It's not the point of the movie, it's just a tool to tell the story. You know, there's this thing about rounded storytelling. I don't think they call it that. I think they have they have a they have a different name for it where the stuff is the end. It goes in circles. Yeah. So this movie is the best circular, circular oh, telling story yeah. because it doesn't just do it with the like uh, non-linear narrative because this one is linear, which is uh, weird for a Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very different. You have to to give him props for trying to go that way. Yeah, you have to, it's, and he did an excellent job. And the same thing, his brother too. It's like they're both fixated on non-linear storytelling. 
was a huge part of their careers what made them who they are. Yeah, with Memento, not linear narrative. And they do it so well. They're fucking great at it. Westworld is like, the other day when they, when I, because I just watched uh, Westworld, I binge watched that thing like last week, eight episodes. When you realize that, when I realized that the two timelines, I was like, fuck, again? Because it reaches to that moment where the both meet, where the first one ends and you move on with real time. I'm like, holy shit. I fucking loved it. It It was more organic. It didn't feel like it was forced. Like clunky. It wasn't clunky. Uh, Season two, yeah, we don't talk about season two. (laughs) But season four, the type, the non linear. How many seasons are there? Four. I haven't haven't watched it yet. Good. I, I didn't spoil anything. So it's, they did the same thing with season one. And in season one, we were fucking confused because of how much we didn't know. Wait, are these two timelines? Are these multiple timelines? People were coming up with theories, but like, is this one, one timeline? Is this two? Is oh, this like three? That. Is this four? We kept back and forth because I, I didn't watch like the first four episodes. I was busy with other shit. Taxes to pay again. And a friend of mine kept watching it and he was bugging me about it. He was like, Did you have to watch your whistle? I'm like, nah, dude, I got other shit to do. Are you boycotting? I'm like, dude, I ain't gonna boycott a show. I got other shit to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm boycotting poverty, motherfuckers. Yeah. No, eventually I will. But I think the fifth week, I binged watched the, the first episodes and I got on track and I'm like, dude, I'm noticing something fucking weird. I had to call him at like three o'clock in the morning. That's a I'm weird not, time to call somebody. No, he's a night owl. He's a night owl. He's a night owl. Show. It's a, he's a night owl. He would like sleep at 6 o'clock, 6 a.m. He wouldn't wake up at 6 a.m. He would go to sleep at 6 a.m. So that's why I called him at the time because I know for sure he's he awake. He does not pay taxes. He, he doesn't. He does not pay taxes. He doesn't. I go and stay up late. Dude, it's something fucking weird. Dude, I got the same text from him like a couple of days ago and he texted me around like 4 a.m. Yeah, I don't, I don't need friends like that. <laughs> I didn't respond until like 12, 12 p.m. So no, I got taxes to pay. <laughs> Takes me and work at hours, motherfucker. Nine to five, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I know this is something weird. He said, two timelines. I was like, two timelines or more? He said, yeah, that's something going on. We're, we're arguing about that online. And he knows how much I love the non-linear narrative as well. Yeah. When they do the thing, the time thing, it's not. It's, uh, sometimes it can have like this added plot thing where you have. Uh, it's very shit with you to talk about this right now, knowing that we're soon gonna start working again. And I, I'm excited to go binge watch it because I'm, I'm fucking. I want to see this whole organic like, way. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil anything. No, no, I, it's not about the spoil. It's just me. I want to really go see. I have shit to do, but I'm going to fucking do Last week, I had shit to do too, but I fucked my shit. I'm gonna watch this. This is too good to miss. I don't know, check it out, man. Uh, you know, there's this thing going online where we're arguing about it, about how many timelines, and you've been missing from the conversation for the past month because you weren't watching it. I'm like, well, I got taxes to pay, man. I'm gonna watch. You know, I love the fact that it was one episode per week. Because one hour per week, I can do that. At previous, I couldn't. But last week, I did the whole show in like a day. How many episodes in like a... I think the first story is like 10, 10 to 8. One hour each? Yeah, uh, one hour each. Yeah, fuck that. Sometimes they, go, sometimes they go more. Dude, I watched The Sandman in like a day. And that's 10 episodes. But none of them were hour. One of the episodes were like 
I think there, for 40 minutes, sometimes they go overboard more than one hour. Mm. Sometimes it's less. It depends on the patient. Because it's not the gives a shit. And the fact that you can pause it and go piss is marvelous. Yeah, back to 10 minutes. But yeah, but that's the thing. It's the same thing with Dark. Dark, it was fucking confusing when we were watching it, but we got hooked. And it was so fucking confusing. And it's 10 episodes. Imagine, confused for 10 hours. This this normal day to me. And it's a German show. The original language is German. I watched that thing with a German. I don't speak the language. Deutschland, I. I got no idea what they're saying. <laughs> I have to read subtitles. Oh, yeah, no, you can actually sw- switch the, the, to the dub version. No. I said, no. I'm going to watch the thing in German. I'm going to read subtitles. I do the same thing when I watch anime. If I'm watching anime. Watch the original version. Yes. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to listen to the English version. Unless it's like really, really, really done well. Plus, German is a very um, expressive language. Yeah, it's a very, very expressive language. Back to Tenet. Yeah, back to Tenet. Yeah. So, whatever gripes people had about the complicated plot, there's a visual thing where you have red versus blue. You already marked them from the start. I think from the start of the movie, they are already marked which is which. Yeah. So, all the way into Unless, the like, you were on your phone, fucking on your phone, doing things on your phone. <laughs> if you're not paying attention, I fucking hate them too, man. If they're doing shit on your phone and you're not watching the movie, you're doing it wrong. No matter what movie, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. Yeah, if I'm... Yeah, but that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> He's not one I said he was gonna make a threat for people in movie theaters. Dude, in movie theaters, motherfucker. If I'm in a movie theater and you use a goddamn phone and I'm and I'm sitting there and you just you know I'm, I'm trying to watch and you're on your phone next to me. Well, fuck! I try to sit very far away from people, but. You know, sometimes it's, it's full. Uh-huh. And you're using, like, people use flashlights so they can see, you know, because they can't see the already installed lights in the staircase that will take you all the way to your place because you're for some reason fucking blind. Or when you're out there chasing your fucking girl or your shit on, on a fucking phone with the brightness all the way to the fucking max, and you're hitting that shit on my face. Man, don't even start. I don't want to make any threats, but if I ever see it, an asshole do that shit again. I will throw a fucking glass fucking on your fucking head. I don't want to say anything that will get me in you know, jail or something. I have to pick my words carefully. <laughs> yeah, we got to. Sometimes we do censor ourselves because you motherfuckers are too fucking brittle. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? Tenet. Tenet? Yeah. I think it's. I. I. I against. What could be popular opinion? Again, I very doubt that it is, considering what we talked about in, in the beginning of the, the, the show. I actually enjoyed it. I, I, I liked the movie. I thought it was it was nice. I, the cinematography of the movie was fucking amazing. The lighting of the movie, which was the first thing I fucking loved, is the way that the movie was lit. It was awesome, and I enjoyed it. Uh, the dynamic between Neo and... Um, yeah, Jesus. I, I, you could at least give him a name. I guess it's the only two that I have a problem with. <laughs> give him a name just so I can remember. 
between Nail and, and the protagonist, I think that was nice and accommodated or a nice little thing in the end or whatever we talked about. Yeah, him starting a whole friendship and one day day for Nail. Uh, so yeah, I, I, for me, it was an all-round great movie. I really enjoyed it. Like, not the first time I watched it, because first time I watched it, I was a bit confused and I had to, you know, watch it from a, a closed room on my laptop because I'm, you know, I was bored at the time. <laughs> so it didn't really help watching the movie. But the second time I watched it on TV, it was nice. And I really got to engage with the movie more. So I, I enjoyed it the second time. No the movies have to be seen on big screen. Yeah. The, the better, the bigger, the better. The dude shoots with an IMAX. No. The dude shoots 70 millimeters. That was the only thing that got me bumped up. the fact that it wasn't released after Like it wasn't in, in here. Like it wasn't released in the release years afterwards. Because if it was, I would have gone inside. It was the first thing that I had on my mind. But, you know. I was looking forward to, to, to watching in theater because it was supposed to be released yeah. here because we do have like an IMAX theater here. But. Mm. Yeah, because I guess the first thing they went with was like a Marvel at the time. Yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah, I guess for them, I guess it makes sense because they're making money off of it. But I really hope that they go and see Tenet in the movie theater. And yeah, I guess look, I'm I'm thinking that Marvel movies exist as much as uh, it would. Uh, I'm okay. I don't give a shit. Good. You you you're a fan. Shoot your shit. Who cares what I? I don't care. Read it. I watch it. Yeah, no, I'm not. Remember what I said about being uh, branded is not an insult. I couldn't even watch. Uh, I couldn't even remember a song Thunder and Thunder. I keep, I keep fucking up the name because there's, there's another song movie that was just released called God of Thunder, and it's about the Norse myth. And there's, a, you don't know about it, but I do. But there's Okay, I'll show it to you once we're done. And there's another movie, and there's this uh, Marvel thing that I watched. I paid attention. I couldn't fucking remember it. You, they're, they're it's a two-hour movie. It's not, they're not movies to be remembered, though. And I guess I'm okay with these things. Good. They're just people watch them. Right? They have conversations about them. There's YouTube videos about them. People argue. No, this and that. Phase one, phase two, whatever phase is the fucking thing. Sure. If they're making Fantastic Four movie, I'm going to watch it. I'm not watching the shows. I watched the Loki show because I happen to like Moore Smith and I like the Loki character. And I watched the show. But other than that, I didn't watch any of I didn't I'm not watching any of anything else. I'm not gonna watch the shows. Oh, they're good. They're really great. Uh, got taxes to pay. Can't spend time watching too many TV shows anyway. Paying taxes. Yeah. I got video games to play. I got other shit to do. I'm not gonna spend that much time just hooked on this fucking universe thing that they're doing they're doing they're expanding it they started with movies now they're doing shows interconnected shows and I'm like nah good luck my point is good keep doing it make money other shit good quality shit has to be made I'm okay with God love God and Thunder whatever the fuck it's called I'm good with the Top Gun Maverick that one is awesome I watched it that's why it's fucking cool and I did not fucking grow up watching the first one. I do not like that the first one that much. Yeah, the first movie was I. My my older brother was like hooked, and I come from a generation where it was the end of the VHS tapes. I watched movies on VHS. I don't know why I'm saying it. I'm not that fucking old anyway. But I came from that generation. 
So I watched Doctor and yeah, okay. No, it's cool. It's this. It's that. Uh, whatever. It's, cool. it's cool if you're into the whole like airplane thing. No, I mean, I got hooked to the thing because of the jacket, the cool atmosphere. It's like, um, I didn't grow up in the 80s, so I don't know. Maybe this is something related to the 80s. I didn't grow I mean, up in I the loved 80s. it because I watched it, and right after I watched it, uh, there was uh, like, a, like an airplane, you know, well, Warcraft essentially, like jets and stuff. It was like a exhibition in our city. I thought when you said Warcraft, I thought you were talking about something else. No, not the game. Uh, it was just an exhibition for like planes and jets yeah. and fighter, like pilots were there, they were explaining stuff. So by the time I saw Top Gun, I was really like, I already like had certain ideas about that and I'll, you know. The first one or this one? The first one. I see. Um, so yeah, that's why I liked the first one that much. But the second one, I honestly, you could watch the second one without watching the first one, you could still get a full enjoyment. Yeah. So, 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 you would know Val Kilmer, you would know, you would know the characters, you would get a idea. solid movie. Yeah. yeah. For the times, it's a great movie. Dude. Great action scenes. Amazing. That you're not confused about. And they actually shot them. They're, most of them are not... Well, yeah, they're yeah. CGI, but it's not... Yeah. Yeah, the airplanes themselves... The dogfights were real. Yeah, some of them. And some of them, no. Well, that's the, the director said that the dogfights are real. That's all. Yeah, they, they he said a lot of things, but that's what I got from him. Yeah, like, the dogfights like, to the real. point where they get like, exploded and stuff. Obviously, <laughs> Obviously, they're going to blow up a $40 million airplane. <laughs> Yeah. Every single time that the shot, you didn't get the shot that I have to redo it again. Tom Cruise was really on their ass to do that. Like he had to reshoot a lot of shit. We joked about him the other day. So we joked about some of the shit, but dude is on point in his movies. He's trying his best to make the best he can. You can disagree, you can hate him. You can say he is one of the last. But the dude stars and the dude cares. Yeah, he does. The dude cares. And for him to actually shoot his own stunts. And just for like marketing purposes, oh, I do my own stunts. No, this dude does like his process. Dude, this, yeah, this dude runs for real. Do you see the way he runs in his movies? He fucking looks fucking real. That's how you would run. He runs this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, because in other, you know. I would assume in other movies the actor starts running, but they, they do like some trickery where he shows he's running faster than when they usually are running on a treadmill. Usually, oh, there you go. This dude, there, there is no treadmill. You can tell the dude is making turns when he's running. He's wearing a suit, a shoe, and he's like he makes a turn when he's running. Hanging from helicopters, yeah, flying helicopters, yeah. Mission Impossible movies are entertaining because of that. Because you know that he actually did that shit. Yeah. That's partly why that they're very successful. Because you know Tom is going to do some crazy shit. It looks like they're just talking about it. It looks it. It's one of the last franchise like movies that is actually keeps on delivering every time I go. I'm actually looking forward to the next one. They're making a next one? Yeah, there's another one. I think it's supposed to be the last one, but you know. Yeah. They, they're doing the Fast and Furious at this point, so every time the last yeah, time was, they do with something else. Much more entertaining than Fast and Furious. I'm just saying they're pulling that thing where the, you know, every movie they, they would say this is the last time, but oops, something happens, there's another one. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I meant. With Tenet, it's a different kind of entertainment because this one doesn't do like, uh, you know, that thing with the, uh, the connection between, like, between two characters, that emotional bond 
that Iceman has with Maverick. In there is a bond, but it's not in Tenet. In Tenet, the stakes are so fucking high up that these two people are working to do something to preserve something way bigger than what they are. Yeah. And there's look, we're trying to stop annihilation. It's not the apocalypse. It's not. It's not something else. This is not just some dude, some villain. He looks like a typical Bond villain, in which that's like the Bond. If Christopher Nolan would make like a spy movie Bond genre thing, I would love to see. Yeah, I think this one is. This one is it. Someone called it like James Bond with PhD in physics. I don't remember who. I think that's the quote. Yeah. Okay. Good. But. Uh, the, I'm talking about the characters, like the sentimentality thing that most people have issues with uh, in Christopher Nolan movies, because they say that the characters don't feel real. Yeah, that's one of the biggest. And there's no cheap, there's no sentimentality because in Top Gun, one of the things that you get is this sentimental thing that happens with Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's character. In this one with Tenet, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying this one does this thing that works. It's really good. You're using. Uh, Sort of like a, the, the, uh, the normal everyday kind of movie, everyday kind of story that people are used to. Comparing that kind of thing to, to, by not talking about Marvel, I'm talking about something else. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. And even though there are certain stakes in the story of Top Gun, the, the sentimental aspect in it makes sense because there's this dude who's motivated to do things beyond which, what he is allowed to do. Because yeah. he does break the law, the rules, and goes up against the captain or whatever the fuck his name is. But in the internet, you have JD's character, the protagonist, and you have Neil, and you have everyone else. They're trying to save their skin. They're trying to save everyone's skin. They're going all over the world. They're trying to stop a villain from blowing up some machine. They're, the stakes are too, or, or they're they're high. too, too damn high. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get, I don't think they said, he said something about apocalypse and someone else replied, annihilation, basically. Why? Because the entropy thing, if it happens, everything is gone. And you have to assume that when that kind of threat you don't really have to sit and talk about someone in that position of being a spy, being someone who works in the shadows and sits around and works with other one does something similar to you and you're going to talk about your emotions. It just wouldn't fit. wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah. If all of a sudden Neil and the, the protagonist started talking about their feelings and the relationships they have and some kind of uh, you know inner character building thing, it, it wouldn't have made sense to me because that, sh- that would have been cheap sentimentality. However, with Tabiki's character, we do get sentimental things because she's talking about protecting her child, she's talking about protecting herself, she's talking about protecting out of her abuser husband, uh, someone who is like a, in Nolan's terms, a, a destructive presence in the world. Yeah. So we have to acknowledge there are people like that just want to see the world burn in going back to the dark night saying, yeah, people like that exist. No. It's not everyone like has this motivation to change the world and they end up doing it in a very bad way that someone has to stop them. They're going to cause too much damage. Basically, going to make you love me, but I'm going to beat you to death so you can love me type of thing. No, this one was total annihilation. You know what? Best thing that can happen to the world and if it was destroyed. That's what he's thinking. And he explains it. The, uh, Kevin Brown. Uh, Kevin Brown. Kenneth. Kenneth Brown. Yes. Yeah. 
he, 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 anyway, he wasn't like the, the director of the first Thor uh, movie in Marvel. The dude sits and talks about how the world is to him. He gives you that, he explains himself. He's telling you the world has to go. Yeah. What else do you need? Now we need chips into mentality. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to say that thing about where a certain movie is for certain people and this other movie isn't. I don't do that. I don't believe in it. I, uh, accessibility. The movie has to be accessible. The narrative has to be accessible. This reminds me, sorry. This reminds me of something that I see in books when they you know, in literature, when people talk about readability, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, sure, you can talk about it, but if eventually you're going to refuse something because it asks you, asks more of you as a recipient, and you're saying no, because you're a fucking idiot. Although, I'm sorry, I'm taking too long. Although, I do understand that at certain points, the thing feels too much, asking you too much to do, while you already have motherfucking taxes to pay. I understand that you have 24 hours a day, eight hours of work, you gotta eat, you gotta shit, you gotta meet someone, you gotta do other things. If you gotta sit and watch something, be entertained by it, and it's already asking you to use your brain to work it, it's, it's too much to ask of someone on a daily basis. But it's not like we're getting the same type of movies every single week. This is like one movie in 2020 that did that. One. So I don't fully understand the hate. I kinda don't like it. I don't understand what what, what they mean by need. What does it mean? We need. Uh, the client is always right. I'm paying for the ticket that most I make demands. Yeah, if you want to go buy some shit from Gucci, don't come to the movie theater. No, I'm gonna come to the movie theater and I'm gonna make my point clear because I have freedom. Yeah, sure, then I have the freedom to make what the fuck I want. Well, thank and God. In a good, in a good Christopher Nolan's words. Ah, uh, well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, thank God that he ain't that person that's doing movies because of following the trend. His movies feel experimental. It's fucking stupid. The whole need shit, or it has to be this way, or it shouldn't be that Fuck off. Yeah, it's, it's, I hate that. I'm, I'm really, really getting like on this really thing was like, shut the fuck up. I, I don't get, I don't get like, you know, um, any sort of nerves or any sort of like angry about that. Just like, shut the fuck up. This is, uh, the best way to do those things is if people just dismiss them. Don't fuck it. Just shut up. Shut up, brokey. That, that, that would be like the easier thing to do. But why complicate typically, it? Typically, when, you do, when I do this thing online, I don't do it with my own name. I use a pseudonym. You, I don't know why you like to do that shit. Sometimes I do. I don't do it that often. I don't do it that often. Uh, sometimes when I do that, uh, it wouldn't be for the person that I'm arguing with. It's for the other people who's reading it. For, for the other people who's still on the fence, who's reading it. The greater good. <laughs> Not really that. I don't even call it that. It's not even the greater good. I'm debating someone who is stupid to show how stupid he is. I'm not debating the person to prove a point. The point would be he's stupid. Because eventually, that person is going to go down. It's gonna come and not go down, okay? The person down. No, that person would actually, you know, eventually is gonna get, you know, people are gonna shut him up one way or the other. He's gonna get ignored and because this is these are the minority, you know, people who say shit like he doesn't even do time travel right. Thank God he ain't reading your shit. That's what I'm thinking. I think he did. Any any director, no, thank God they don't, don't, which is good. Even if he did, it's not gonna matter. I'm sure people 
I would those kinds of voices reach him in one way or another. It's just uh, it's, it's, an it's, not, it's an article online, so you know. But the fact why I'm saying thank God he doesn't because he doesn't own a fucking smartphone. Christopher Nolan doesn't use a smartphone. He uses like an old fucking feature phone. Sometimes when he has to, he doesn't use a smartphone. Other people manage his communication. So that's what I'm saying. Thank God he didn't need that. I, I, I hope I could use that, but you know, with work, I can't really show you. I tried to do that last year, it didn't work. Yeah. It's just that the whole, like, let me go online and tell people what I need to have in a movie or what I need to see in a movie. You're sure, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your, 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 your you know, freedom of speech or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it's also my freedom of speech to say that you're a fucking dumbass. Or to ignore you. Or to f- completely just act like you don't fucking do this. Yeah. Thank God that the people who are making movies are not listening to those people. Because to- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I should say? Speaking about like taxes and, you know, we've been making fun of taxes since we started. When I, whenever like, I find myself having to say that, which is very fucking rare, that I will say something in a comment or some shit like that. But whenever, whenever you, know, I, you do, you get banned. Well, yeah, <laughs> I get, I get banned a lot. Uh, but usually it's just, I just say pay taxes. That's my response to most of those things. Just go pay taxes. Because apparently you're not really doing anything here, sitting here writing fucking paragraphs as if you're still in college in some fucking social studies class and you're out here talking about fucking movies and shit. Get the fuck out of here. Go on a hike. Well, here's the thing. That's a kind of what we're doing here, aren't we? Yeah, but we're fucking talking and having a conversation. We're not writing angry paragraphs. We're shooting the shit. And it's different. It's different when you're sitting there debating people. Nobody's debating me here. We're talking, we're friends, or whatever. But there's no fucking back and forth. And when the time hits and we hit the, the fucking the pause button, I go home, I take a giant shit, and I go to bed. And that's it. You're overshadowed. <laughs> sure, okay. But I just, I just go, I, I leave it. People who keep checking their phones, waiting on my comments, and they're just, whether it's talking about movies or anything else, it's just, you know, in general. It's just, it's time. You're wasting precious time on people that you do not fucking know. Maybe because they don't see it as a precious time that they're wasting time that is meaningless to them. That's what I'm thinking. Because when I do it, I do it in like, uh, when uh, The Sandman was released like a month ago, I watched it and I went on uh, Reddit and Discord. And I talked to people about it for like three days straight, just talking to people about it, the episodes. We've read the comics, we're fucking fans of this. Yeah, you're discussing. So we're talking about, hey, you've seen this in episode five, have you seen this in episode six? The same thing we're doing here. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. It's just just discussion. Oh, I didn't like this. Uh, what did you know? I, I didn't like that. Oh, I like this. So talk again, I'm way on my tax bracket. It's too low for me to give a shit. You have to thank the industrial revolution for making us not for for for, for allowing us to start discussing shit like this and not discuss what's going on in the real world. It's just, uh, thank thank the Lord we live where we live when we live. Thank the Lord, because I've been worried about my crops growing and my family having food in its belly, other than having to sit down and that and keep on talking about it. Keep on this warriors. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. 
Because the thing is, Christopher Nolan has a fandom too. He has a, he has a cult following and people like really, really defend him to like death, I would say. And whatever. And what would you like? Here's the thing. Now, we've been positive about like the tenet. We've been very positive about it. Yes. Where would you draw the line? About the content of the movie, or about just the being pleasantly like the movie. Where would you draw the line? Do you draw the line when you say the most of it is good except for? Mm. I don't know. In general, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it had. Other than the fact that, again, whenever I say something like this, it's, it's generally you can put it on more than movies, is that. When I saw it the first time, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as enjoyable as it was the second time. You know, it's not like a one movie thing. You don't watch it from the first time and then you like it. You watch a movie and then you have to, you know, watch it another time, the second time. Then you start to appreciate the, the things in there. For something in it that I didn't like, I really can't come up with something on the top of my head. So I'm going to say sound design. The sound? I mean, a lot of people... It's, it's not a complaint. Talk about the sound. It's not that a complaint. Have a lot of but it is, isn't it like because it was intended for like a movie theater and then we had to watch it on like a. Here's the thing the, the, the sound mixing of movies, it's not like uh, something that just happens. It's something that's done with fucking uh, okay, expensive equipment and there's our sound engineers and there's creative choices by the director or the maker of the movie. Filmmaker. The thing is, don't you think that he's done this thing over and over and over again, where there's parts of all the parts of the dialogue that are inaudible. Some parts of the music, the score, is too damn high. The volume is too damn high. Don't you think that these things, the fact that whatever creative choice that he's making here, he's trying to make, the fact that it doesn't get across, shouldn't he re-examine it, rethink it, because it only leads to confusion? Because you're confused about the parts of the dialogue. I'm confused too about the parts of the dialogue. The Dark Knight Rises, the choice for Bane, even though they adjusted it, because they released a trailer, he was fucking, no one could understand what he's saying. They went yeah. back and re-edited it, and they yeah. didn't say, no, it's a creative choice. Look, good, <coughs> you have that, but I'm confused. Yeah, I guess the only thing I would have, and that's something that he tends to do in a lot of his movies, is, if that score or if that thing that you're trying to do, like the sound thing with Bane or whatever, if it is hindering, again, the story, people trying to comprehend key elements of the story that they have to know if they want to watch the movie, and then it becomes something that you really have to reconsider and you know, adjust. Well, yeah, that's the point. Because with uh, it started with Bane. The sound thing started with Bane. The the document I saw I've seen some of it. Muffled. The parts of the dialogue being muffled. Because it started with that one, but it was it was obviously a technical problem, not a creative choice. But in later movies, it's deliberate. He also said so. He said that it's deliberate, it's a creative choice. Um what's you saying for? I'm using it as a sound effect. I'm thinking you're using dialogue as a sound effect. But dialogue is supposed to be information. What's the aim behind having it as a scene? Good question. I don't understand. That's, that's the confusion. I understand that it's not part, the important part, that he's muffling the least important because I know to stick with Ted. What I noticed is that he's doing the same thing with sound. I paid attention and it showed up as 
especially in the scene with Neil when he's walking into that inside that building that they're going yeah, crashing yeah, through. You can pay attention and you see the moth. The other one is talking, you couldn't hear anything, up to the point where important pieces of information are coming up, aka exposition. You pick that up. Yeah. You can hear it plainly. I'm thinking, okay, so this is deliberate again. Because honestly, it's like with his state. Because in his movies, honestly, I was starting to doubt whether my TV was broken. <laughs> like the sound. Because it happened in, because I had just watched Interstellar, I had that thing. And I, I was confused. This was a new TV at the time, so I was confused. I was like, is the sound coming out like weird? Is this something going on? I watched other movies and it looked great. It looked, you know, it sounded great. But when it came to 10, I was like confused. Yeah. So that's the thing I'm talking about. Because other people say the same thing. Uh, in theaters, people had to, they had to issue like uh, notices saying that our sound equipment is good. It's the movies thing. It's an internal, intentional thing and so on. Now that I'm, you know, thinking about it, isn't this something that, I would draw the line at accepting creative choices as much as complicated as they can be, regardless of who's making them. Again, I mentioned Westworld, I mentioned Dark, and they do great things with sound design as well. But when it came to Tenet, Dunkirk, uh, Interstellar, basically Nolan movies, I can't think of any other movie that does the same with sound, treats it in this confusing matter. Not creative, it's confusing. I guess it's confusing because we don't want to know because we don't know exactly what his intentions are. What yeah. is he trying to get with that? I guess if we if we are to know that, and I'm not saying like he should come out and say it, you know, just I guess it's confusing. Yeah, it's figuring it out. I don't want him to explain it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the point. I don't want him to explain it either. I just want to experience it the way he, he he made it. But I guess once you kind of like understand the aim behind the way he does the the, the, the sound thing. I guess, I guess I, after that, then I would say maybe I'll draw a line. But I have to understand the aim for it first because I don't know exactly why he does what he does. In terms, in terms of Ma- Ma- Malik, or Malik uh, movie, The Tree of Life, they have this scene where he's, the, 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 I don't remember the character, but he's talking on the phone and there's like an airplane nearby. And this thing, the sound is too damn high that the other one can't hear shit. And he's trying to speak. Can't hear shit. You can't hear anything. That's understood. You can hear the plane. Not. Here's the thing. In some movies, like Pearl Harbor, for example. Yeah. Way too many airplanes. They're fucking flying, and you can hear both of them talking to each other, and you can hear the dialogue. So obviously, it's not a technical difficulty to get to go around that. So the choice is clear here. It's not. I told you, it's not a mistake. As you said, there's a groups of people working on this with fucking yes. expensive material. It's not going to be a mistake. I'm just saying that for me to draw a line about that, I'll have to understand the motives or the aims behind why those or sound effects were done. Or the lack thereof of the point yeah, in well, making yeah. those sound effects. That's the confusing if it, if it exists in there and you know it's intentional, then it had some sort of intent behind it. There was some sort of aim. What is it? I don't know. But you didn't get it. I, I didn't the last step of, uh, for me, the, last, the fact that you didn't get the last, that we didn't get the last step basically defeats the whole point of doing it in the first place. Yeah. Because well, hey, hey, a second watch. <laughs> extra watch. Well, that's the thing. Even with the second extra watch, it didn't yeah, change it's anything. Not something that, yeah, it's not something that pops up. I don't know what's the... Yeah. The second time... I to think about it. The same, actually, the second time I watched it, I paid attention to the sound. I had, actually, the, I should say the third time, I noticed he did the same thing when they were... Uh, the boats were now on the boats. And Elizabeth Dedicke's character... 
uh, unchains uh, Sator and throws him into the water. The dialogue was fucking un- uh, un- inaudible. You know but what I had point, to do? At that, sorry, at that point, I understand why it was inaudible. Because the other one is yeah. playing a trick. Sator, I, I had to fucking go back and see that. Okay, I, when I was watching the movie, I had to replay it like three or four times before like, okay. okay. Because yeah. even with subtitles, it's not there. But I don't watch it with subtitles. I'm I actually had to use subtitles because I was thinking maybe something off with the sound of my TV. And the muscle was like dying yeah. and still shows up? No. It was a muscle. That's my point. <laughs> That's the thing I'm saying. What is the point? <laughs> the point you're, not, you're not giving subtitles. Okay, I get it. So it's like del- this is deliberate. No, I guess this is deliberate. Yeah, it it's is. Not. Because if it was a technical issue, either from my part because of the equipment I have, or from their part, it makes it. Because sometimes they fuck up the uh, releases of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens it's where a copy of a movie gets released and there's some technical difficulties with it. It happens. So, granted that that's not the case here. It is not. The fact that it worked on two of my devices, it worked on my laptop, it did the same thing with my laptop, and I bought it brand fucking new. And it did the same thing on my TV, and my TV works fine. So, it has to be delivered. It's not your your device. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, because at the point, we didn't have much information. Yeah. Because Because we realized it happening. I'm like, what's going on here? Something is off. My ears like not working. Is it the TV? Is it what? I have to use this thing, but I can't go out. <laughs> there you go. The fact that I've been locked in for so long, what's going on? Yeah. You know, it's that it fucking work, goddammit. It's it's that it's that kind of mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I try to do like this thing with I trying to extract like the central channel, the dialogue basically. You know what? So it took you some time to figure that it was deliberate. I went, I turned on subtitles. I don't usually do that with movies that I can fucking understand. So I turned on subtitles and I could just see them there. I just I said repeated it. This might be like a different faulty copy of something is gone, something is off. When I looked it up in time, people were complaining about it. Yeah. Maybe this is like a faulty copy. More research for someone, obviously, if, you know, and I found that about when he said this is a deliberate thing. That's why we have to see in movie theaters. Even in movie theaters, people have the same experience. No, it's like if, you, if we had movie theaters open here, at least you would have, you know, had the certainty of being like, okay, but at least you publish it this way. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. But even, even in other movies, like the Tennis Maldix Trio Wild thing. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a deliberate choice. It's just I'm confused because in the other one you can see what the point is. Look, he's there in like this scene where there's too much going around that he cannot connect with sound because it's the same with sounding movies. In that way, it's creative, cho- creative choices where you remove sound or you add sound. Yeah, you get like certain. I would say like a sound as a character in a movie, basically. But in this one, it's so those are creative choices. They are all creative choices. It's just I'm confused about moments. Yeah, I guess I'm confused because you you know dialogue is important and you're using it as a sound effect. His words, not mine. And you're showing the character. Where does he say that? He said that in an interview with a Hollywood reporter. Yeah, fucking dumbasses. They didn't care to fucking elaborate on that. It was you sick. should have elaborated on it. Yeah. It's a direct quote from him. Uh, fucking at least. Uh, you know he doesn't fucking say everything he wants. 
interview. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's like, it well, is, but it is fun. It's work. Up to, up, to, up to now, that's his I would thing. love that that idiot kept asking. <laughs> why? I said, why? Ah, I said, you mean follow-up questions? Yeah. yeah they're not going to do that. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I, they're not going to do that. Jose, I still don't know why. I had to repeat it. And when I figured out that it was... It was the movie, it wasn't my shit. You know, it wasn't on my end, it was the yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It just repeats, why does he do that? I don't know. And I just, you know, I didn't pay much attention to it. I'm like you, I don't read the shit online, so I just thought it was like, oh, it's just I had to, you know, it gets to the point, like, you're locked in for months, it's not your place. I did that shit for me. So I need to know where the shit, where my TV is shit, or the movie is shit. Which one is shit here? It turns out that it's neither one is creative choice. My point here, it's fucking confusing. I didn't get that. No, the point I was trying to make, you know, before that, before you interrupted me, to draw the line. Uh, no, it's not to draw the line. You know, people are like the, the the scene. You know, people. You know, there's exposition here. So you're trying to make exposition anyway. You have. You know, there's this exposition here with Neil talking. The other one is walking Neil around, telling him stuff about that place. The music is too loud. Obviously, sound dialogue is mixed in the wall there. Okay, you only we only hear the parts that you. Think are important for us to hear. I get it. Do you understand that it's frustrating to me? Unless you're going for that specific thing where you're frustrating me with the sound thing, you know I'm gonna get confused, I'm gonna get frustrated. Uh, Unless he's going down that road, which I doubt. Because what's it to be frustrating about? The experience being frustrating. Okay. Yeah, but what is it? Why would he do that? Yeah. Why would that be the It's not gonna serve anything. You know, experiencing. I don't see the point of him doing that. Yeah, because I watched like this thing on YouTube the other day when dude talking about sound mixing, and he brought up this uh, Marlon Brando movie, like from the forties or fifties or whatever. This is black and white, and he's talking to another character, and there's like in uh, making a case for sound design, and uh, there's uh, around them there are ships. So it's already too noisy and he's talking to the other character. The other character can't hear anything. Basically like the same thing with Terrence and Malik, uh, yeah. the Tree of Life or Tree of Life. Yeah. So when you see that, there's context to it, there's effect, there's, there's, there's a lot of things going on. With this one, it only frustrated me. Of course, it would have frustrated me, frustrated me as well with those movies, but as the movie progressed, you would get why that thing happened. Mm. You yeah. would get like an idea. You will understand the reason. It would be like this line of dialogue where someone would say, look, uh, I couldn't hear you earlier because too much noise were around me or something. Or you would get something that contextualizes the effect. So you would get it. It would make sense. In this one, it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It moves forward. Yeah. Eventually, we do understand that there's bigger themes here rather than just sentimentality, rather than typical things that you would associate with the uh, movies. This is like a very specific type of thing where it's a spy movie, the stakes are high, there's a villain, there are people trying to save the world, they may not be as good as you think they are, there's some nuances to them, there's, there's a lot of like, I, keep, um, I, can keep go I can keep going and I would keep, that would only highlight how much dense this movie is. So I can do that. My only gripe is the sound. 
Because that's why we needed to watch it multiple times because of how much in it. Yeah. But if you didn't make, if you didn't like point it out, I would have completely forgotten. But, but the sound I re- replayed it multiple times to see whether it's like an error, you know, on my end or, or just in the movie. And then when I realized that it's in the movie, I was like, all right, it's just let's see where this is gonna go. But it didn't go anywhere, and I just dropped it. Right? And I was like, all right, it's just another thing in the movie itself. But yeah, I guess it is. I again, you have to understand why he did that for you to say, okay, well, is it is yeah. it. You know, is it good or is it bad? But if you don't, if you're not gonna know, this is bad. Yeah, just fucking confusing. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't think we should cover like the story of the movie because there's way too many people who cover that have their own theories about the story. Yeah, he's gonna go into a rabbit hole with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's certain things about cause and effects and how they're reversed in this one, how because time flows differently, yeah. antagonists, corporations, and so on, Neil, especially Neil's character. And it's kind of the thing that the thing that I really liked about this one, the fact that while we do have like a fun fatal type of thing, she wasn't like the center of the character. There is no center in this movie. The center of this movie is the conflict of annihilation, the issue yeah. of annihilation and how to prevent that. Yeah. Not like uh, it's not the story of the protagonist doing something and then moving It's a lot of things moving. Yeah. It's a lot with him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's kind of thing. Like I would say, like a great, great movie. And since we're talking about James Bond, I already called uh, Ryan Gosling's performance in The Brain Man as his uh, 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 audition tape for the Bond franchise. Since the other one just retired, what do you think? It's, it's pretty nice. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, that movie, honestly, it, it, for me, it highlights like how difficult it is to make that type of movie. It's, it's something globe uh, trotting spy threat because it's like in the same uh, spirit of tenet in, in a sense of uh, being a spy going all over the world traveling multiple countries and trying yeah. to stay in the shadows it's, uh, it's it highlights how difficult it is to make that movie today and because it's entertaining yeah because in the 60s it was kind of easy you show an exotic place you're done like a single establishing shot of an exotic place yeah. you're Okay, but the mind of the people changed. Yeah. So they do tastes in the way they parties to show somebody something like that. It's just something. You show that something someplace exotic is gonna it's he's gonna say, so, you know what? I know that I know more of an exotic place so, than that one. He's gonna bring up the spot. Yeah. But yeah, they even use drone shots, which I found were like weird choices. Mm-hmm. In some shots they, it, it was clearly done by a drone. No camera flies that fast. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I mean, yeah, he was wine on the bridge and the things behind him. Yeah. Uh, establishing shots of the, of, the, of, the, of the building they were in, that house. Uh, I don't know. Was it like, it looked like a fucking palace. Yeah, it is. Okay. The establishing shot of that thing, the outer shots, were like done by a drone. I've seen, I've seen that in a video, in a YouTube video, where someone did that with a drone. <laughs> Like cool, whatever. Hey, if it serves its purpose, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a, like the, the the scene when Chris Evans' character was running, like on the bridge, having to jump into the water. You can't do that with just a normal camera. Yeah, yeah. no camera. Yeah. Would no camera would be able to do that. They're yeah. too heavy. They're not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. So the drone, it you know, showed the intensity of the run and the talent. It served the purpose, so it's it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's just that uh, it's funny to see these things that were toys five, ten years ago be utilized in giant budget. Yes, yeah. that, that's what I, I know. That's what I was, was going to say. Yeah. It looked fun. You know, 
Hey, hey, it's, a, it's a nice experiment. If it works, it works. Yeah. It's a, at yeah. one point, the dolly was, was I guess, the same way the drone is to us today. And it had to move to be, you know. Yeah. The idea of moving cameras and shooting a scene yeah. was weirded out at first. It's the same thing with sound. With, with sound the with light, you know, light was always part of cinema. Did not like the colors and the light. Yeah, the colors, yeah, the colors, yeah. But the sound, they, when they introduced sound, they, you know, filmmakers had an issue with sound. Like, we so need a sound to a movie. A movie should not have sound. Since people don't, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, it still should be like back in the day. Yeah, 20, 27, 100 years ago. Piano was playing in the back. You, know, you would have like a live band playing the music. Yeah. And you would have the, the movie playing in front of you. We, you don't get anything. But yeah. now it's hard to watch, watch a movie, silent. silent movie. I watched the other day the Gong. It's a German expressionist movie. Yeah. Silent. Not a lot of people. I'm like, I do that. I watch silent movies too. You know, good scene. So it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be on the banner of IMAX anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I watched it the other day. You know, you can see the things they do with light. Yeah. It's a German expressionist movie, so light yeah. was the focus. Yeah. It's black. It's not even black and white. It's sepia. It's the whole the way the Germans work with light. Yeah, you can say camera and movement and camera angles as well. It's just it's, it's beautiful. I love those German expressions. Yeah, I do too. Because the, 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 there's a certain quality to yeah. there's something that you don't get from your everyday mainstream. So it's nice to have that. I guess if you really want to watch movies, and if you don't diverse the, the, the types of movies you watch, you're really missing out on the beauty of how these things are shot and the creative process behind it. And the basics. Yeah, and you don't know the basics about it. You know, there's this thing about learning the learning the rules so you can break them successfully. And you'll start appreciating I'm gonna more. say something about uh, Christopher Nolan. This dude has all of it. This dude has already mastered the basics. With Memento, that's his choice. That's that's his passage. He passed that. He knows the basics. So he's breaking them. I mean, I, I think you can say with Memento it's a little bit more than just the basics. What do you mean? Oh it it, it does contain more, you know. Elements in it that it's just that you just kind of call it basic. It's, it's this wonderful movie. It's, no, it's, a I'm saying, it's, I'm saying it's a basic movie. I'm talking about the basics of film. Film, oh, like in his start, in his beginning. Because someone who's just starting out, of course, he has to adhere to the established conventional rules. Yeah. Before he starts changing now, and he yes. starts by breaking them. And the thing is, is that when you watch Memento, you realize. The way the movie is structured, this is someone who has this thing. This thing is done by someone who already knows how to do these things. It's not like someone who's experimenting from the get-go and having no idea what they're doing. Because there are certain things that, that as an audience, we're not, you know, general audience, not going to think about when watching movies. Oh, uh, structure, what is that? Generally speaking, when people discuss these things online, they talk about this thing about uh, third act, first act, first act. How many acts? No, this needs to happen here. This needs yeah. to happen. That's a story is about change. Like last time we talked about change. No, a story is about the change, but not necessarily the characters. Sometimes it's you who changes, the recipient, the yeah. person who's reading or watching it. 
So the idea of the main character has to change. No, there's a convention. Um, yeah. And just because a movie does that doesn't mean it's good. And just because a movie doesn't do that doesn't mean it's bad. bad. It's just it's the thing. The story the story starts in a place and ends in a starts and ends and during that same certain things happen and whatever it is that ends at the end is not fucking more important than what happens at the beginning. Yeah, it's just events and fall unfolding. Yeah, so the idea of change change occurs as a result of something. Who changes in this case is a question mark that depends on the story. Yeah, the whole change thing is. Um, it, it's it's original because it became sort of like a go-to style, if you want to say, because people tend to resonate more with that because it's easier to grasp. And, you know the thing about you know the thing about that when I think we discussed it like before. I don't know whether we said it on the podcast or not. Uh, the idea that people will get it, not get it, type of thing. People are used to. People are not used to. It's really really hard for me to make that general statement. Yeah, well, I, I guess they're used to whatever you give them, whatever they consume the most. So if you change it and then you just give them a different thing, there's a yeah, there's a trend, but there's also change. You know, people didn't necessarily would like that Top Gun Maverick, but they ended up liking it, and the movie is becoming one of the top uh, grossing movies of all time. Yeah. They did not think that was gonna happen when they were making it. They knew they had something good on their hands. They were making it. They're doing their best. But the director kept saying, "We didn't think this was gonna happen. I don't. I didn't think we we're gonna get to this point where it's making this amount of money. We didn't think it was gonna happen. Yeah, we didn't. We were not expecting it. It's a shot in the dark. You don't know exactly where you're gonna land. Certain sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Certain, yeah. Certain. Sometimes it's are certain expectations that are fulfilled. But you cannot rely on that. Yeah. And even for us, we don't really know what we want until we see it, for the most part. Yeah. You know, first time people watch uh, Harry Potter or read Harry Potter for that matter. Ooh, this is good. It got rejected by way too many publishers. Same thing, I think, same thing with a lot of books. I can name lists, many, 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 many books about movies that we read. Yeah. Same thing with movies. A lot of Memento. Memento was rejected by way too many people before it got released. Until the company that actually paid for the movie created their own films, their own yeah, part, then released it. So there you go. Yeah, it's uh, you know people are having to accept whatever, whatever there is. So the, the idea of different. yeah, so the idea of you know uh, people are used to people are not used to that's a conversation in a vacuum. That's pointless. They're used to they're used to whatever you present to them, and the reason why. You, some people may say they're used to that kind of like character or that kind of story or you know act one act two act three is because that's what they find the most and i'm sure if you know i'm not saying you know change it and do whatever the fuck you want but if it is to be changed and if the norm would be different then people will get used to that and the whole thing of getting being used to something is is, is weird because people change their minds on a daily basis they might change what they view certain thing you know every now and then so the whole talking about getting used to something it's as you said it's just it's novel it doesn't really mean anything it only means the last it only emphasizes that the last thing you did was that uh, influential does not necessarily should not necessarily influence their next direction. Yes, and that's something that Hollywood now is struggling with. 
because they think it's a sort of like, a, okay, they made movie on the first, so it must make movie again. So I do it the other, the same way. If they have uh, the budget to market, yeah, but some most of them do. Most of those kinds of movies. Did you see the thing with Warner Brothers not having enough money to market movies? I stopped fucking giving a football I I did too, but you know, shit, you know, it pops up on the feed. Did you see that? No. They don't, apparently they don't have enough money, even though they just merged with another company. They don't have enough money to market most of their movies, so they pushed most of them to 2023. They actually canceled Bad Girl because they yeah, didn't apparently, you know, because apparently they don't have enough surprise, money. Surprise, surprise. But I'm like, because they've been throwing money and, and, and uh, it's, it's like throwing water at the fucking sand. It's pointless to do that kind of shit. They're just creating shows that really aren't making them any fucking money. Just there. Everybody watches Warner Brothers is one of the biggest I wish if every single one of those kinds of shows with every single one of those movies would have, you know, like on YouTube, you have like the, the number of people who watch it. Or if you're live streaming, you have a number of people who are watching. I fucking hope to, to have, if movies had that shit to see how many people are watching Bad Girl or any of those kinds of fucking shows. It's, it's probably going to be five. And one of the, three of those five are just people who got lost searching for the fucking NFL or some other fucking shit. <laughs> but why? Why would you say that? Because they're fucking stupid. There's stupid fucking shows, and the reason behind creating those shows is not necessarily to create a good show, it's just to create enough buzz in the hopes of making money. They're not really shows uh, that not show. give a shit. That girl is a movie. But whatever, they had another TV show. It was a TV show. Backer? Yeah. That's old. Way too fucking old. That was like 20 years ago. Not the 20 years ago. There was another bad girl movie yeah. show. With, what the fuck is her name? Is it bad? Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. Exactly. That's my point, motherfucker. That's my fucking point. I didn't even know that existed. That's my point. I'm a fool. Five people. One of the other two is you, motherfucker. I don't know what's going on. Well, I wouldn't be a part of the five people because I didn't watch it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Because I honestly thought that we were talking about, like... No, they canceled that shit, too. They no, canceled it's like they, sort of they discovered, like, they had this... Back, I think it was back, girl. They had this show from, like, 10, 20 years ago. No, I know the one you're talking about, but it was it's not too bad. fucking old. It lasted, like, not even five episodes. Nah, it's another one. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb one. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Exhibit A. <laughs> and, only, and the only exhibit I, I think hate. that's not bad girl. I think that's bad woman. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Woman, bad girl, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I remember one was black and the other one was um, was like, like that one that was on John Wick. The the girl that was on John Wick. That was the... She fought him, but she was fucking... She didn't talk. <laughs> that was... Hey, um, if I show you her picture, you'll fucking know who she is. But it's, it's just, you know, those kinds of shows are fucking... There you go. That's my point. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just company choice. So why is it points? I swear to God, in the public conversation, Warner Brothers are, is the Barcelona of fucking movie making. They accept Barcelona actually made fucking titles. Those motherfuckers stopped making good movies probably 20 fucking years ago. I mean, you can say Batman, but it's like a... It's like one once in a lifetime game. They win the league once in a while. They also made Interstellar. Sure. How many years is it? Yeah, I was gonna say the last decent movie that they made 
like really, really big. It was like in 2014. That's pretty much it. The company started the year when LEDs died. Well, there is a bunch of there there is a there is like a decent conversation about movies dying, the cinematic experience, the cinema experience is dying. There is a there is something to be said about it. On a different episode, not today. Yeah, I I found it because I had this idea for years now. How cinema is like dying, how movies are dying, how the cinematic experience is dying, how things are changing in a radical way, but so fucking slowly that we're, unless you're paying attention to it, you're not gonna realize it before it's too late. Unless you have the ability of checking these patterns of change. If you're not paying attention to cinema, you're not gonna notice it. If you're watching movies on Netflix and you think you're well, gonna notice not- the change from watching TVs into people using just the internet. Or like from did, did people notice the rise of Netflix, for example? Was it like a like a, a day and night thing? Something that just instantly changed when yeah. Netflix started up? It was a, you know it took a time. It took a time. So yeah. it's the same thing with this. With this one, I find it weird. The other day when I was reading the novel uh, variations, it's uh, it mentioned uh, death of the cinema, and I'm like. This shit I've been thinking about. This is something yeah. I've been and you, you notice know, certain things, certain experiences. Like using fucking drones to shoot a scene for a movie. That's not that's, that's one of the things. It's not saying the death as in like bad, it's it's not supposed to happen. Because in traditional cinema, in cinema in general, certain things are done in a specific way because there's a certain established language. And if you go against it, you're experimental. You're part of it, regardless whether you go against it or not. But you use a draw, you're not using a cinema camera. You're not using full frame big camera to do this thing where certain things have to be made in a certain way. And this is not Wes, this is not shit on Wes Anderson and the way he does his movies because those are cinematic as well. Okay. Even though he does like miniatures and he shoots in a very specific way and so on. It's, it's cinematic. But the cinema experience in itself, the idea of how to watch movies. We watch movies now on at home more than we watch them in cinemas. Partially because even shows as well. Shows are becoming dominant rather than movies because the quality of the production is equal. At one point, cinema was always higher. It always costed more money to make than shows. If you go back to watch old, old shows from the 80s and the 90s. Now, the production, can they even look the fucking same? They look the same. Yeah, it's, a, it's really good one. And sometimes you can find like the cinematographer or director of photography or whatever the fuck you want to call the person who shot this, or the person who operated the camera, the person who designed this. They're the fucking same people. He works in movies, he works in and some of them TV shows. Most of them moved into TV shows because they pay better now than just movies. Because when you do like a TV show that spans four or five seasons and you're working on that, it's 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 a long-term secure job and you just have you know to work on one movie and that's it. So a lot of them are moving into that kind of like uh, it's a rate thing. Sure, it's a rate. Is it the fact that TV shows are willing to pay the rate of cinematographers that come yeah. from cinema? It's not shows on. Well, that's the thing, man. It's rates. And the fact that you can pay him what happened, what you, what he, that you need to pay him, of course you can go higher than that. But the, if the lowest thing you can pay is the rate, that means you're, the other person is going to come in, he's going to hear about the job, he's going to apply for it, he's going to say, I can do this, and you're going to do auditions and whatever. However, the fact they hire, they hire uh, the crew. The fact that we have that amount, that, that kind of quality on shows, of course, something else is going to die out. And you can even notice it with Marvel. Marvel started with movies, and now they're 
they're shifting slowly into making more content for streaming yeah. rather than movies. Yeah. Even though they're pumping up more movies than ever, more than ever. And now you see like major franchises movies like the Batman. It's supposed to have like two shows on HBO Max, two streaming shows. Yes. Every movie, every major franchise now is trying to have this. There's a movie. There's also a show. It's it's a piece of cake that everybody wants a little piece of. They're just yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. What I mean by this of like the cinema. That's what I mean. It's uh, it's no longer just going to the movies and watch movies. Just a movie. Yeah. First, it started with multiple sequels. Like set book sequel, then there's a trilogy. Now it's moving to same characters established in a bigger universe, a shared universe between multiple characters. Now it's moving to move shows, TV shows, long form compared to movies, long form, 10 hours, 12 hours, 13 yeah. hours. And you sit and it's released on a weekly basis and you sit and you watch it. Some of them are released in full. Like, you, know, you get the point. You get, you get what I'm trying to say. That's what I mean by death of the cinema. Because it's taking away so much from cinema. Even though you could watch shows at a theater at one point in history. You would go on Saturday morning. You would watch you a new show. 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 That's how we started before we got TV. So there's this thing that the boundaries are too fucking blurred. That you see one falling in the rise of another one. The golden age of TV, the second golden age of TV. It's, it's, it's just, um, it's just, it's just a, it's just another. Just, I guess. Sorry, go on. It's just another, uh, you know, point in history. I guess or filmmaking. It's just another turn, another change. We'll certainly witness it in our lifetime. Maybe our our own children will witness something different in their lifetime. Yeah, there's also VR on the rise. Yeah, there's VR. That might be the, the the next big thing when our lives come to an end. Yeah, watching it. No, now people can actually you can play video games with VR and they're interactives. I most certainly you can play. You can watch movies in VR. But here's the thing. Yeah. Imagine if they start making those movies, which they were in VR movies, and you become the protagonist yourself. Just the immersiveness of the VR. The thing is, okay. it's too hot. The thing I was going to say concerning the VR is that there's, uh, I don't remember where, I don't fully remember the thing, but I, this is something that I saw. You can get, I think during the, I think it uh, started during the, the lockdown thing. If you have a VR headset, you can get a virtual cinematic experience at, the, at your home because you would have the headset on and it would like be inside like a theater. Yeah. And you would watch it like on a supposedly big screen thing. Yeah. They had that thing. I don't remember what service, what, uh, you know, which app or whatever the thing it's, it's, I guess it's scary for people, for people who are already in the business of making movies and stuff to say this kind of scenes kind of change the same way. It was scary for farmers to see a big giant tractor come to the land and it's going to take their jobs away, I guess. But it's also yeah. exciting to see that these new things being incorporated and making movies because it's certainly. I, I try and imagine, like, what if in the future, you know, people start using VR more and more and the whole thing, the whole shit back? What would the Nolans, what would the Scorsese's of the future be like working with that kind of technology? What kind of shit they would create? You know, they imagine, like, David Fisher, 2055's tent. What would that be like? You know, that, yeah, that's, a, that's quite a. Yeah, that's quite something to think about. Have you seen how, are we watching House of the Dragon? Mm, no, I mean, uh, pay taxes. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I try not to do the whole finish with one show, then move to the next, and show the next. I try to keep some space between them, and I'm not really too, you know, too high on the whole Game of Thrones house effect. Uh, I wasn't. I'm really not. The, the shit show that was the end of Game of Thrones put me off. But with this one, it's it's a great month for fantasy. You know, started with the Sandman, started uh, the 5th of uh, August. Now we're getting Houses of Dragon. And like in two days now, we're going to get the first episode of Rings of Power. So this is like my kind of... Yeah, I get high on my fantasy. There's nothing I can do about it. No, it's, just, it's fine. I just... I don't. I don't like to finish watching one thing and moving on immediately to watch the next. It's, I'll watch it, but not now. You know, yeah, I, just, I got other things to more important things to do. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that's what I did with uh, Westworld. Every episode was coming out. I wasn't watching it until last week, until it finished. And I watched the whole thing at once. There you go. Yeah. When I can, I watch. When I'm not, then yeah, gotta put food on the table. Got taxes to pay. Taxes to evade. We talked more about taxes this episode than we did tennis. Dude, we're too. Look, we started talking about typical criticism and we ended up talking about the death of cinema. What what else do you need? It's a, it's a full, again, hey. It's a full plate, it's man. It's a full circle, man. No, I was gonna say it's a full plate. It's a I, whole meal. It's, a, it's done. Get the fuck out of here. It's a six course meal. <laughs> there you go. Now get the fuck out of here. Alright, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Our asses are starting to itch. Yeah. I'm starting to get tired too. Yeah, it's sun is set. We need to move on because we only have tomorrow. Dude, don't Shit. don't get don't don't tell them about that. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I guess you, know, you get what you get from us. Yeah, that's and apparently you enjoy it so much. So that's all we're gonna say about it. Yeah. yeah, we've seen some evidence that people actually enjoy our episodes, so that's that's good to hear. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. We try to talk about Tenet, you know, it is what it is. You either like it or you don't. Whatever. Again, it doesn't matter. Again, opinions are facts, baby. There you Whatever go. you hear in here, it's facts. No place to debate, no place to talk. Just listen while you're doing the dishes and fuck off. Yeah. And keep follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash beyond credits, where you can find us on Instagram.com slash beyond credits. You can also find us on anchor.fm slash beyond credits. Our podcast is available everywhere. Till next time. Fuck off. <laughs>